All right, today we are joined by Jamie Rogozinski, the founder of Wall Street Bets. And so for anyone that's unfamiliar with what Wall Street Bets is, why don't you kind of describe what it is, um, just so everyone knows. So Wall Street Bets uh, has evolved over the years, but what it is today, it's an online forum of high-risk trading uh, with the stock market, high uh, uh, with stock options, with uh, highly leveraged bets um, on popular stocks that you get to see frequently for people taking all or nothing, um, you know, directional trades. Uh, you have uh, people with risk tolerance, uh, oh, sorry, levels of risk tolerance that are just not found elsewhere. Um, uh, so I guess that's the way that I can describe it. What a what inspired you to start the page? Also, did you ever think it would get this big? So I was inspired by, I wanted to start a forum that had high risk trading. Um, not nearly what it looks like today. Today it resembles more like a casino. Um, yeah. I, su I suppose I was going more for a, a day trading type forum or even more high risk investing really, you know, something that's less diversified. Uh, and just little by little took on its own life. You know, that was really the inspiration for it. Um, and, and definitely didn't expect it for it to take on the, the life that it did. And it certainly uh, has done just that. So does Wall Street Bets, um, does it make any money? Is it like a, because it's a giant community. I think it's one of the largest on Reddit right now. Does it make any money for any of the like large members or moderators or creators like yourself? Or is it just all organically community driven thing? So it, it does not make any money for any of the moderators uh, or any of the members. It's not uh, it's not a for profit subreddit. I don't think any Reddit uh, subreddit is, works that way. Um, I think the only people that make money on Reddit is Reddit itself by selling advertisements. Uh, with the exception of a book that I just wrote that I, I released this month, uh, that's the first time that I've made any money. And technically, I won't see any of that until the royalties get paid out a few months from now. And, um, there's another moderator that uh, designed a logo and I think he sells t-shirts, but, uh, outside of that, you know, the, the entire moderation team, it's about 50 of them or so they're all volunteers, uh, and all the, the, uh, content is, is all driven by users that, you know, want to contribute to it. So it's all, it's all volunteer. If you, I mean, do you want to discuss the book a little bit? What, uh, what's it about? What inspired you to write a book and kind of what was that process like? <laughs> so the, you know, the book, it's, it's been an idea of mine. I think the first time that I thought about starting the book, probably uh, the seed might've been planted around the same time that, that the idea to start Wall Street Bets was. Um, really? Uh, and this was, you know, a long time ago, eight years ago, uh, it was when I was learning about trading, learning about investing and, and I got wind of these really complex, um, volatility, uh, ETFs, these leveraged volatility ETFs. And there's something that had just blown my mind as to how they worked and how they were so easily accessible and, and, and legal and, uh, and people could just buy them as if they were shares on their broker. And so it, it intrigued me a lot, especially coming on the, uh, the heels of the, the financial crisis. Um, so I was kind of inspired by that. I said, this, this can't be possible. At some point, somebody's going to realize this, this whole system is a house of cards. But just kind of sat on that. I decided instead to start Wall Street Bets <laughs> uh, and uh, just went about my life. Um, 
uh, Wall Street bets took took on a life of its own. And then a lot of great stories started taking place on Wall Street bets from from different people that had done, uh, you know, taken different trades or done different interesting things with the markets. But more more interestingly, things happened in the market itself that it changed. Uh, mainly brokers, you know, the, the market for brokerages changed, you know, the, the commission structure changed, uh, started getting cheaper, cheaper. Now, of course, we know that it's practically free. Uh, the, the market for ETFs has exploded. It's just, you know, enormous right now. It's uh, now people can make their own ETFs pretty much uh, for, you know, including these inverse and, and leveraged ETFs. And you had uh, of course, you have the cryptocurrencies, which I don't really touch on the book, but you have these, you know, you have these proliferation of brokers. And of course, now you have all these these young adults that are just flocking into the markets. And of course, now you also have what do you call them, the fractional uh, share purchasing. So you have uh, so many different ways for for people to enter the market with no money or very little money and experiment with really dangerous things. Um, and at the same time, I'm watching on Wall Street Bets, Bets, people do much more than just experiment. I mean, they're straight up lighting things on fire and, and doing it in a very systematic way. Uh, you know, so I, so I take all these different components of, of what's happening in the, uh, you know, the financial system, not only in the U.S., but the global financial system. And I'm using stories from Wall Street Bets to illustrate these systemic risks that are at play. Hmm. That's uh, that's quite fascinating. The uh, what's the the book called again? I don't think I got the title. The title of the book is called Wall Street Bets: How Boomers Made the World's Biggest Casino for Millennials. Oh, okay, well, that's that's, that's that is quite the hook there. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's dig into Wall Street Bets a little bit. Uh, something that has become really well known for, especially um, on social media and stuff like that, is basically the congregation of investors coming together and sort of pumping up a stock. Do you think that Wall Street bets can single-handedly move individual stocks? Um, and then if so, what are some of the examples that you've witnessed? Uh, you know, it's, it's impossible for me to tell you. I'm, I'm not really an expert in that field. Um, uh, I, I suppose it's possible, right? The mechanics of it, uh, you, you can have certain... Uh, conditions with certain types of stocks that, that are more, more susceptible to being um, uh, manipulated or, or prices being moved. Uh, uh, so in those respects, I guess it, it's possible. Um, you know, I, I suppose you might be referring to some of these articles that have been uh, referenced in the past, I think, week or two weeks. Yeah. Uh, with regards to to uh, Virgin Galactic and I forget yep. what the other ones are. Um, you know, I guess if if you wanted to have Wall Street bets move uh, stock by buying, you know, the actual shares themselves, I guess you'd need to have some type of huge coordinated effort. I don't believe that there'd be enough enough of a, a, an interest in doing that, especially since these guys tend to really work with stock options, as you know, itself. Now, this latest thesis came out by a, a journalist that said that uh, you know funds or or, or quant funds are uh, whoever's on the other side of these options trades are deciding to do delta hedging by buying the underlying shares and therefore driving mm-hmm. up the price. You know, that's an interesting thesis, and I guess it's up to him to back it up. I, I can't really speak much to that. Um, uh, you know, if it's possible, it's possible. If it's not, it's not. I can't. Uh, I'm not in a position to say whether or not it's it's 
uh, it's it's real or not, but it's certainly entertaining and certainly interesting. Definitely. Um, you also talked about Wall Street bets sort of taking on a life of its own, uh, and in that process, there's been some pretty crazy bets. Uh, what were some of the craziest that you've seen over the years? Uh, well, there's been a lot of crazy bets. I mean, you know, I guess a lot of people define crazy by the sheer amounts of, of money that are that are being bet, uh, and I guess I've become somewhat immune to to the amounts of money that are being bet. So I'm no longer impressed by the amount of money. So in terms of crazy, I'm not going to necessarily lean towards the amount of money that goes in there. Uh, I would say, you know, more the risk or the types of risks that people are taking, I'd say, I'd say that's kind of crazier. So this is people that are deciding to make huge stock option trades with their retirement funds, right? Their Roth IRA or their 401ks or whatever they're allowed to, to gamble their retirements away. Uh, any, anyone that does that I think is crazy. Um, more specifically, if you're looking for examples, uh, there's two that come to mind. There's one, there's one guy that had, uh, accidentally, well, not accidentally, without knowing both how much he was risking or how he ended up making money. He, he had a $50,000 account uh, and he was uh, he was selling these two cent credit spreads on SPY ETF using um, stock options, just as this, uh, this stock option maneuver. And he sold a whole, a whole lot of them. I think it was like a I forget what the, the I think it was a thousand, if I'm not mistaken, of them. So he, he did this without realizing he was actually risking his entire account uh, because he didn't realize what assignment risk was, uh, and uh, he he was standing to just make a couple thousand dollars in the best case scenario. Um, oh, according to his options calculator, that's how much he was. You know, in school you learn about options and you have this payoff matrix and says, well, this is how much your maximum payoff, and this is how much your maximum. Uh, loss potentially is a lot of people don't realize that when you get assigned uh, the stocks, you know, something that's on the other other side of these options trade, they have the option, of course, to exercise them. And then, then that really throws your entire bet calculation out the window. In this particular case, it worked in his favor. Uh, he got assigned like 800 or so of his uh, options and, and the market moved in his favor the following day. Uh, the stockbroker had to lend him $23 million in order for him to meet the obligation to buy, I forget how many shares of, of <laughs> SPY, uh, the market moved in his favor and he made a hundred thousand dollars. He instantly sold it all. Wow. Uh, and you know, he was, you know, he was on, on wall street bets immediately posting, Hey guys, how much interest do I have to pay for, for margin for borrowing $22 million? Jeez. Um, he, he had to pay like $10,000 for, for interest or whatever the margin. Um, but he, he didn't realize what he was doing, right? He didn't realize that he'd bet his entire $50,000 account and he didn't really realize how he made $100,000. So that, that was crazy in itself. And I guess the second craziest bet would have been the more recent high profile bet where um, you had uh, one guy and then subsequently a lot of copycats that decided to take the infinite margin glitch uh, with Robin Hood yes. where they, they took advantage of a, uh, an oversight by their broker uh, where they took whatever a couple thousand dollars worth of, of deposit in their account and they took insane amount of leverage bets but most people didn't take the, the final bet but the first guy that did this took 
you know, whatever, two, three, four thousand dollars worth of deposits, leveraged up to fifty thousand dollars, and you decided to go all in with, uh, you know, Apple earnings, uh, options trade that expired that following day. And so it was literally an all or nothing bet using money that wasn't his. So, and he lost it, and obviously, he could have made a lot of money too. We, we don't know what would have happened. So, I guess I would say that's also crazy as well. One guy that made a lot of money, one guy that lost a lot of money. I, I would say levering up 500 times or 50 times on an earnings trade is, is quite crazy. Yeah, it yeah. qualifies for sure. Uh, do, you, do you find that it's like people sort of risking without knowing basically their entire retirement? Is that like commonplace? Does that happen a lot? No, no, I don't think it happens a lot. Um, and, 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 and the people that do, I think, know the risk that they're taking on, the people that actually use their retirement accounts to do it with. I think that most of the people that, that are engaging in this super risky behavior, uh, you know, I think they have this, this kind of hope to try and get out of this rat race. So, you know, they have disposable income. They have enough money that they're able to, clearly throw at the market and they don't have any kind of long-term strategy. You have a lot of professionals that dedicate themselves to being sustainable traders. And so they have these systematic approaches where they have uh, these positive expectations on any given trade and they have a strategy and they say, okay, well, you know, is there whatever uh, technical analysis? So, you know, everyone has their own strategy and they're very, you know, careful with their risk management and they're very careful with how they're professionals, right? These guys, they come in here and they they, they joke about it. They say, I'm going to YOLO, I'm going to go all in and they do these, these reckless things. You know, a lot of times they lose, they put the thousand dollars in there, they'll lose it all. And, and, you know, occasionally, uh, although recently, it seems like quite frequently, uh, but you know, I would say before the last couple of weeks, you know, a lot of people lose, but, uh, you have people that, take a thousand, two thousand dollars and they make anywhere between fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And what they do after that is they take that money and they stash it away into their retirement. So they, they put it down paper in their apartment or they close their brokerage accounts. I've spoken to many people that have done that. They just call it quits. Like they literally just trying to get out of whatever situation that they're in. And so they're not taking this market strategy as is a way to they're using it as a lottery ticket. You know, they're using it as a way to, to get out of to this temporary situation that they're in and they've done it time and time again. Wow. And there's fascinating. There's the, uh, and that's, you know, emboldened by all the new tools that you were mentioning that traders have these levered ETFs, all the new commission free stuff. And then like Robinhood and some of the other brokers making it a lot easier for people to trade options. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, and all the brokers are doing it now, even, you know, wall street loves to make fun of the, the antithesis subreddit investing are investing and they love to push the Vanguard's, uh, you know, SMP ETF Vanguard now offers commission free stock options. Right. So that's, I mean, if you want to think about the, the epitome of, of Robin hood changing the landscape for the rest of the brokers, you know, they, they obviously disrupted the entire industry and, uh, and there's more to come, right. There's another broker that's not on people's radar yet doing some stuff that I believe is even more dangerous. I also covered that in the book. Their name is Alpaca. They're, they're doing some stuff that really freaks me out They're They want to take, and they already do uh, offer, they, they want to 
allow people to be their own Robin Hood, but they're, they're going at it from an automated standpoint. So they're allowing people for free to automate their strategies and they're advertising themselves as, you know, HFP compatible. So you have all these kids that are already loving to, to find these cheat codes or whatever, and they're very technically inclined. And these guys are offering uh, all the same stuff, but they also offer, like Robinhood, for example, does not allow you to short sell stocks. These guys do, right? So, I mean, they, they, they're playing with fire and they're giving it away for free. So, uh, and, and they're allowing people to use drag and drop interfaces to automate their strategies. So if you want to talk about, you know, some, some interesting things that are coming up, they're coming up. Wow, that's something riskier than Robinhood. That's um, that's quite something. Uh, all right, we'll transition to more of the community aspect. Uh, do you know any of the individuals that engage on Wall Street Bets personally, or is it mainly all just anonymous accounts and you've got to know each other online? Yeah, like I, you know, I've gotten. I, it's all anonymous. I I, uh, I don't know anybody personally. At least I didn't. So. I, I didn't at one point. Um, I became quite close with uh, a lot of the moderators. You know, this subreddit first got started. We had a chat room and we spent endless amount of hours together and talking about stuff and uh, joking about things, both about market things and personal things. We created a very close friendship and we uh, and we got to know each other in real life. You know, some of them came uh, uh, to my wedding and I went to theirs and, you know, been on trips together in different countries and so you know we, we've, we've created a friendship um but it was entirely done through after meeting on, on, on the, the subreddit and then that's on one side the other side is the subreddit is now so big that literally you know i was in thanksgiving a couple months ago uh family dinner talking about whatever we're talking about and someone that it was a close family friend and we're talking about the stock market or whatever. And this guy comes up to me and says, Oh, you have to check out this place. It's called wall street bets. You know, <laughs> and he's telling me how great it is. And, you know, I just, for the sake of not skewing the conversation, I didn't tell him that I was familiar with it, but you know, it's hard not to bump into people that don't know about wall street bets anymore, especially in the world yeah. of finance. I was going to ask, uh, especially now, do you ever like overhear people around you talking about, like, oh, have you seen all, everything that's going on with Wall Street bets? And yeah, I mean, you just kind of sit there and listen and kind of laugh inside. Um, I, you know, I do, I do. It's it's more frequent now than it was previously. And ever since this book came out this month, now my name's tied to it. So there's no there's no more pretending right. that I don't know what it is. But um, uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely fun to to listen to people talk about it. And there's people around me that you know the the comment and it's 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 definitely entertaining it's it's fun to watch something that started off as something small and something that was meant to just be a, a resource for you know a very small community to be uh such a big impactful i don't know i i, I wouldn't even know what to call it the subreddit the hub. i mean everyone <laughs> a lot of people flock to it for yeah sure. almost almost a million people on there now yeah, well, I mean, uh, almost a million people subscribe to it, but the traffic is, uh, yeah, I mean, is is well above that. I'd suggest that the number of people that visit is well above that. Right, right, because yeah, we don't have Reddit accounts, and we're on there, so yeah, we definitely count on that. Uh, and speaking of the accounts growing really fast, and people like getting really into these crazy bets uh, that are kind of Wall Street bet style, 
do you get worried when you see all this going on that there is market mania forming as you become like the number one trending page on the site? So worried in what sense? Uh, like mainly I would say not for the page, but like you personally that, oh, is this like, are we getting into a euphoria in the market? Like overall, are we going to have like a, you know, yeah. like any sort of bubble forming? I don't know. <laughs> um, no. Um, uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> All right. So Wall Street bets almost the name of play. The, 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 I guess because we've had a bull run for the past 10 or 12 years, you know, it's easy to associate. And I've seen a lot of commentary. Uh, especially today that there was some news, uh, you know, where people have associated Wall Street bets with, you know, directional bull investors. <laughs> um, right. It's, you know, the moment that the market switches, if, if it switches to directional bear market, I have no doubt that any, everyone on Wall Street bets is going to be just as happy shorting the market. So, you know, the, this euphoria is, is two ways with Wall Street. Unlike the, the, the other forums or places that are that are actually banking on their nest eggs and are actually trying to responsibly grow, grow their retirement accounts. Wall Street Bets is literally gambling with their money and they're just betting on red or black, right? And so as of the past 10 years, it's been a very safe bet to bet that the market's been going up. And so they've made kind of a joke about it. So am I worried that, you know, that we've reached the top because there's, you know, so many people that are going to it? I could care less, you know, it's, it, I'm indifferent as to what the, the popularity of the subreddit is with regards to where we are with the market. Um, I know that the, that the subreddit will just change their, their betting strategy um, uh, as soon as they see fit. Um, they'll, they'll definitely gonna feel some growing pains as soon as it, you know, the market conditions change because their mindset is probably uh, accustomed to, to buying calls instead of buying puts. But smart bunch and so i have no feeling they'll adapt to it but on the other side when when uh, the subreddit is trending and there's getting a lot of, of users i you know i do i do sometimes i'm concerned with, with the growth of the subreddit making sure that uh that we don't grow too quick too fast because that's when uh things could spiral out of control you know we do try to keep a you know uh the, the, the 50 moderators or so that we have on there, we do try to keep a close tabs on everything that takes place. And so we, we, whenever we do experience these big spurts of growth, we do what we can to, to contain it. Has Wall Street bets uh, changed your like personal investing strategy at all? Um, or are you kind of riskier? I guess, I guess it's more of a personal question, but um, has it like made you more risk averse at all? Started Wall Street bets. <laughs> no, um, I uh, so so so. There's two things, right? You have investing, and then you have and then you have bet. You know, then you have trading. There's and, mm -hmm. and these concepts somehow end up getting mixed together. There's two separate things. So I have my retirement accounts, and that's just money that that grows. And it's you know interest bearing accounts, or yeah might belong some stocks or some other assets um and and i'm not planning on touching that and, and that's that's there for when i need it many years from now and then there's trading um 
I, I have never gotten a taste for gambling the way that they do it now. That, that's definitely something that I've never been interested in. Um, I went as far as trading, right? So I take, uh, you know, I, I'll take different, uh, I like Forex, you know, like foreign exchange. I like uh, indexes. I've never, I've never liked the cryptocurrencies for technical purposes, but, you know, when I lived in, I'm no longer living in the U.S., but when I lived in the U.S., I definitely loved stock options. There's a lot of interesting things that I could do then. Um, and there's a lot of different strategies that you can develop around um, trading for in a profitable fashion. You don't need to be, you don't need to have an appetite for risk in order to trade successfully. In fact, it's quite the opposite. A successful trader just needs to know how to mitigate or, or uh, control their risk. Um, as long as you control your risk, that's how you end up making money. It's about the most important part of, of any given trader. So, you know, so I'm not sure if that answers your question, but you know, you have, I, in my head, I have two concepts, one's for investing and I'm really not very partial to that. I, you know, I have my plans for retirement and, and that's kind of boring. And then I do trading activities and that's a lot more interesting and I have my strategies around that but I don't have any interest in losing any money when I'm trading I do obviously lose money I have lost a ton of money um, but I've learned in the process and I figured things out in order to 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 get past that and uh, I think the name of the game is to make money and that's by mitigating my risk yeah um, with all the news that's gone on especially these past two weeks you talked about the articles that are being written and there's a lot of these uh, theses coming out about pump and dump, like with the Virgin Galactic stock, for example, is there any legal ramifications to a, a, like a forum like wall street bets? Um, I mean, there's definitely, first of all, assuming that any of that is true. Um, I don't know that it is. Um, but if it were, uh, you know, the, the responsibility lies on whoever it is that's doing illegal stuff, right? Whoever it is that's, that's engaging in illegal activity. Um, yeah. With regards to, to Wall Street bets with myself or with Reddit, you know, themselves, uh, you know, we're, we're, we do and always have, regardless of what's happened in the news, have been against anything that's been illegal, right? And this is against any type of pump and dumps this has been against any type of market manipulations this has also been against any type of personal threats against other individuals we also yeah. take things like you know suicide uh, uh threats very seriously you know we, we take our, our moderation the moderation team takes their job and not even the job they take their you know their, their roles really seriously and and uh they love what they're doing and they do a really good job there's a lot of guys that, that are on the moderation team that are professionals uh in the field and they can spot a lot of these things really quickly. And so regardless of the news, we've always had, uh, uh, we've always taken it very responsibly. It's in, in the subreddit rules that, that people are not allowed to, to engage in any illegal behavior or attempt to engage in any illegal behavior, period. Uh, and it's, and it's uh, uh, not only because it's illegal, it also detracts from the quality of the community and the spirit of what it is that we're trying to do. Um, outside of that, you know, not not personally concerned with uh, with myself or the moderators of Reddit. You know, I think as long as uh, we're not encouraging or embedding any kind of that behavior, we're we're covered under the communicacy the Communications Decency Act and several other federal laws that uh, that have us covered. So, uh, and 
there's been many rumors that we've been contacted by the SEC and <laughs> shut down. And n- none of that's true. I've never been contacted by the SEC. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, that does make sense. If you're hands off, I mean, you can't stop people from choosing, you know, what they want to do with their money as long as they're following the rules on the Reddit and your subreddit community. Uh, one last question before we hit our wrap-up questions. Just another fun one. What's the most money you've either seen someone make or lose on Wall Street bets? So most of our of money lost. I think that one's easy. Uh, $4.3 million in one day. <laughs> wow. Uh, and that was, you know, that was, that was an interesting case because it wasn't an irresponsible YOLO trade. And for your listeners, YOLO, I made that reference to that. It's you only live once. It's an acronym that's pretty much died away, died off everywhere else except for on Wall Street bets. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it's still alive there. Um, uh, it's the term they use for an all or nothing bet. Now this, this guy is young. He's 25 now, but a couple years ago, um, Almost exactly two years ago, uh, on, on the day with the, they've now coined the Volmageddon Day, uh, February 5th, uh, when the, the indices dropped like three or four percent, but the, the VIX ended up spiking over a hundred percent. This this guy, uh, is, he was 20, I want to say he was 23 at the time, but he, he taught himself how to trade at the age of 20. He took like 50 grand from some savings and some inheritance and he over the three years he managed to very successfully and very impressively turn it into a four million dollar fortune and he was trading these volatility etfs uh uh, and on this particular day he was had a huge amount of his money on and he wasn't even doing stock options He, he was buying the actual shares of xiv uh, for anyone that knows, it's the inverse. It's no longer it it's been liquidated; it no longer exists. But Credit Suisse uh, it should be a, a inverse VIX ETF. It tracks the volatility um, index and it inverts it. And so, on the day that the VIX went over 100%, this thing pretty much dropped to, to nothing. Uh, but for many technical reasons, um, the market broke that day. At least the volatility market everything about the volatility products that day broke and, and he lost pretty much everything on that day. Um, but he, you know, he posted, he posted this on Reddit and, and uh, obviously got a lot of attention from it. And, you know, some, some of these big institutions reached out to him and were very impressed by his track record. They asked him to prove what he, if he'd actually successfully traded his way up to, to, so about four million, and he's—they uh, offered him a job, and he's now gainfully employed. I talked to him as part of my book, so I know that he's, you know, obviously not happy to have lost that money, but he's he's recovered from it. And, uh, That's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, most amount of money made it probably recently. Some guy made using his, his Roth IRA made. Uh, like he said, he made eight million. Then I went on his computer to verify it, and he had slightly less than that. He didn't allow me to say how much he made, so I'm not going to. But it was pretty close to it. And then he made, and then he put another post the following day or two days later, showing that he made another million after that. So I'm gonna say he made, a, and, and I do believe that he he actually made around eight million dollars from about a hundred grand with a series of maybe fifteen trades. What? I mean, what, what kind of trades net those returns? Well, these very, you know, these stock, I mean, I, once again, he, he did ask me to not share, so I'm not going okay. to, but 
there was he was doing stock options trades. I mean, he shared some of them online. Um, he was trading Tesla for some of them, so that's public. Mm. That, I mean, you could make a lot. You could have made a lot of money uh, trading Tesla options the last few months here. Yeah. Um. So we talked a little bit about commissions getting cut to zero and sort of the accessibility for anyone to be able to trade. Have you seen like traffic and subscribers grow uh, quicker since the commissions have been cut to zero? Yeah. Not not only that, I found something even more interesting as the research I was doing. Uh, yeah, the answer is yes, absolutely. But but he, even more interesting, I, I have a graph that I can send you afterwards, where I I put the growth that the number of, of subscribers Wall Street Bets has, uh, and I superimposed it with the number of of users that Robinhood has, you know, over the same years, uh, and then I marked when they started offering stock options as a product. And not only not only do the two lines overlap perfectly. I mean, the slope is just identical. The 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 the, the slope before the, the stock options was just growing at a steady rate, and then the moment they started offering stock options, that slope increased like fivefold. And you know, both their growth and and Wall Street Bets growth uh, increased exponentially. So. That's the only that's the only broker that I was able to do that that comparison with as other brokers don't have that breakdown nearly as, as clean, but I can probably use them as a proxy and say yes. Uh, most most likely the proliferation of these commission free brokers not only have the quantity of brokers, because there's other ones too. There's you know, Weeble and there's I forget there's the uh, their names escape me. But there's there's a bunch of new ones that have come into play, but even the old ones or the ones that previously existed, they all also now offer free everything too. So uh, it's, it's now the new way of doing things. Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade. Uh, right. And, and they're all buying each other anyways right now. So they're all going to be the same. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'd love, we'd love to see that chart afterward. Uh, but we're, let's get into our wrap-up questions. The first one we have here, uh, what's one financial saying that you disagree with? One financial saying disagree with. I'd have to go with, I think, I want to say it's Warren Buffett, but but I could be wrong. But it's, you know, uh, have fear when people are greedy and get greedy when people are fearful. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. I mean, why would you want to go against the grain? You know, if people are buying, just ride the bull train. And if people are selling, then get out. Like, <laughs> there's there's no reason to get uh to get run over so that, that one mm -hmm. never made any sense. that's interesting yeah don't want to get too cute or something like there's, that there's definitely a lot of timing that goes into uh that that saying for sure well anyone look anyone that's been fearful over the past 10 years or 12 years is, is completely you know <laughs> is going to be very unhappy with themselves because they've missed out on the most spectacular bull run in the history of uh, uh, i don't know if that's actually true or not but it's a very impressive bull run Right. Uh, I don't know if made a lot of money by simply just buying and holding. So, uh, you know, at this point, it makes a lot more sense to, to sell when people are selling and just buy when people are buying. And sure, if you ended up, you know, buying at the very top and you're the very last guy to hold the bag, then I guess that was a risk that you were willing to take. But people have been calling it market top since, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I mean. For a uh, while. Yeah, for, for for a really long time. Even even what was it, December two thousand eighteen, when, when we had kind of a 
a big slump. Everyone's like, oh, this is it. It's all over. And then the entire, all of last year was one of the most impressive rallies that I've seen. And so, you know, anyone that took their money out is probably kicking themselves for, for being fearful when I believe we're greedy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll hit the last question here. Uh, what is one piece of advice you have for anyone starting out in the investing world? Uh, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't give any investing advice to, to anyone. It's not really my place, but you know, if, if, if anyone wanted to get into the world of, of trading, I guess it's something that I'd be more familiar with. Uh, risk management is probably the, the one universal rule um, that will apply to pretty much any strategy. And I guess you could might even adapt it into an invest, uh, sorry, in, into the world of investing, right? So if you wanted to talk about in the world of investing diversification and having the different asset classes and this, not the other. So then I guess that could be considered risk management. And in the world of trading, risk management is, has a slightly different definition for it, but making sure that you still have money to play with um, is, is the only way to, to make money in the long term. Yeah, kind of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, well, that's going to do it. That's our last question. Thank you for coming on, Jamie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Me too. Yeah. And I want to say thank you uh, for starting Wall Street Bets because it's such an entertaining site um, and I hope it keeps going strong. Thank you very much. Have a good one.